me tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show, so we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. Well, boy, I'm, uh, I'm tired. I've been up all morning late last night. Going through it. Epstein's list is officially out. 900 separate documents. Oh, is that why you look so rugged this morning? I did not find your name, Emily. That's good. Me? I, yeah. I, I wanted, know we were worried. We were talking off we air were, yesterday. We're like, geez. Between like, Spinny and I, we didn't Was really, I going to get fired if I was on the list? We never clearly vetted you okay. before bringing you onto the show. So That's there true. was a worry when this list came out that your name might be one of the people who yeah. were an associate of Epstein's, yeah. flew to his island or anything like that and turns out you were not on the list it's good which okay. is good you know also you were you were Ooh. a kid then and you're not a wealthy power broker in Manhattan finance or a politician. So I've we, never been to New York. We thought you might not be on the list, but yeah. you, just out of due diligence, we wanted to check. And yeah. so, uh, you know who was on it safe. though? Who? Matt Bearden. <gasps> yeah. Is Matt that Bearden. why he's not here right now? Oh, he claims he was out there doing stand up for some reason, but. And touring. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it was yeah. a cover. I mean, we wrote his name on the list. Yeah. 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 Oh, in pencil. Um, so you can erase it. I can't actually, tell. <laughs> CJ's good at faking, mimicking handwriting. <laughs> so Am you, I? I, do I don't know. know. I, I just... can't write my own name. Uh, there, this there is gone too far. <laughs> there, there is one interesting name on there. Um, I haven't dug through it all. I mean, it's it's like one of those things. It's a lot of work. Uh, but uh, apparently, on Twitter, one of the leaks were David Copperfield, really? the, <laughs> the magician, which is kind of no. interesting. Oh, um, oh no. I uh, I saw a David Copperfield show by the way back uh, back in the day back in, in Las at Vegas. His height of, yeah. uh, no, I wouldn't call it his height. As a matter of fact, I'll come back and tell my David Copperfield story later because uh, it is it is bizarre to have uh, to have done that. And I'm about to go to Las Vegas in a week, and we're looking for something to do. And one of the friends who I was with at the show suggested we do another. Magic show or one of those Cirque du Soleil yeah, things. We're, and pen, I'm like, we're, we're Penn and Teller on the list. I haven't read. That so. would be fun. Uh, but uh, I don't think they're on the Epstein list. I don't okay, know. Okay, good, good, good. Um, but, uh, <laughs> oh, what about Chris Angel? Mind oh, freak. dude. You know what? I, I didn't could, check him. I could see that. Just there's, But the, the, thing <laughs> that's, the thing that's sad about it is they're, they're not like the politicians like Clinton or, or Trump or whomever that were nefariously going out there they were just hiring magicians <laughs> to entertain <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's how you got on the list uh, well, like every, uh, every major so american mu- mus- magician is is somehow associated well it's but, nice to know that even the creeper pedophile elite enjoy a good magic show yeah. <laughs> you know they're just like us <laughs> absolutely just like us except for <laughs> Creeper. Yeah. It's the CJ Morgan Show with Emily, Matt Beard, and Spencer. So like I mentioned, I'm heading to Las Vegas in a week. It's a yearly tradition, and uh, I had been before, and we decided to go to a David Copperfield magic show. And let me tell you why you don't do this, why you don't go to a magic show in Las Vegas or or one of this magnitude in general. Number one, it does not end. The, the, the show? show does not end. Oh, it, it stays with you forever. Huh? <laughs> yeah, oh, the it's magic. Memorable. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Hey, that's what he says. He goes, you know where this magic comes from? It's inside you. <gasps> All along? No, it just takes forever. Not with my consent. I, I, I promise you, because your phones are locked in a box, so you don't know what time it is. You're in a dark theater, and it felt like six hours. I know it wasn't that long, but every towards the end of the show... Every magic trick, you're, it feels like an encore of a concert. You're like, okay, he can't top that. It took five <laughs> minutes to end it. You know, it took, wow. took 20 minutes to build the spectacular thing and an amazing ending. And you're like, all right, that's the climax of the show. That's the encore. It's over. And then he starts going into another one. And then he pulls another rabbit and out again, of a hat. And again. And again, another God. rabbit. Imagine getting a good deal on magic tickets. It's not and, a good deal because no. you don't know when it's going to get and you're, you're going to get out of there. Would you like if they put a clock above the stage so you can tell what time it is? I mean, kind of. Yeah. It's just, it, it, I don't know. it's just it him, was, right, it on was a stage? Lot. Yeah, it's just him. That um, seems well, so weird to have one person. At least, kind of, sort of. So we go to this show and a buddy decides that he's going to upgrade us to a booth up front because 
they weren't sold, so we got a deal on it. I don't know how that worked, but I had already taken LSD that day. Um, two of my buddies had taken mushrooms, which, so, first and foremost, not a good idea to no, go to a magic show. You're not. on hallucinogens, and you're in the splash zone, basically. You're in the front row, volunteer zone. Not only in the splash zone, but you nailed it, the volunteer zone. Oh, Very first magic trick, we get pulled up on stage. Three of us do. I'm one of those three, and I don't want to go, but I can't say no. No wonder no and one sat in that booth. Or in something. my drugged-up brain, I'm still, you know, I can see where the tape is on the stage, and so I know, like, where the cue markers and all this stuff is, and I'm like, oh, there's the tape, and I'm mumbling to myself. I don't realize it, and they're You're like, hey, stop, stop talking. And, you know, luckily the, the trick itself didn't involve much. We just pretty much had to stand there, but it was enough to kind of freak me out for the entire rest of it. There was a giant alien ship that came down, and a buddy reached up to touch it. Okay, and a man. few other people in the audience did, too. Okay. And they were like, ah, don't touch it, don't touch it. Um, it just became a very weird experience. Um, even those of us that weren't on drugs seemed to kind of think, like, God damn, this is long. Okay. Yeah. This is a okay. long time gonna, to be sitting that's the, in a theater. the point of contention I had. I was like, you were on drugs and you had the nerve to, like, complain about this show's length. And I was like, well, if the people that were sober. It, coming out of the theater, it was kind of, that was kind of a theme. So I felt that. And, like, yeah, sure, you think you're getting your money's worth. But the what you got to understand about these shows there are helpers all through the audience and plants and like little little dudes in like black turtlenecks wandering around and hiding and you're not allowed to grab <laughs> your dudes. You're not allowed to grab your phone. You can't really get up and leave. Like it's just not one of those oh, type of things because it's so interactive with the audience and there are props and there are well, dude, elements were, moving throughout the theater. So it's right not like front too. Dude. Would yes, you feel a little awkward if you I got up trapped. and left? Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. felt trapped. Well he did the ultimate magic trick though. He uh got to extend time and space Whoa, during your experience. Yeah. So maybe maybe it was just the magic of Listen, this guy. It's also corny. Uh, that's the other thing uh, that I realized. <laughs> magic? Seeing, corny? Seeing uh, David Copperfield live. Because I've never. never really stayed with uh, magicians and stuff. But as a kid, I remember he'd always be on television. Like, before a big football game on a Sunday night, there'd be a two-hour special where David Copperfield was going to make the Statue of Liberty disappear. Two hours? But at his stage Jeez. show, he's very, like, dorky, dad joke, kind of corny, and it took away some of the magic, literally, of the <laughs> of the thinking the that he's all mystical and cool yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, it's a shame. Um, so it was just a really bizarre experience. Um if if you're into that, fine. That's cool. I uh, had uh, my fiance went to another magic show last time she was there Ooh. and left feeling kind of the same way. Like that was a lot. Uh, but one of the girls she's with was crying and was like, "I just can't believe all that happened." Wow, <laughs> it's like a, a, a meet to Jesus on? moment. Uh, the last thing about this is on another trip, I saw him outside of the MGM Grand with some people. Oh, it was like, is it like seeing a teacher outside of high school? It, is, it was weird. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're in, like, it's a walking area off the strip where I'm, I'm finding my way around to get back into the casino. And I see him, and I already have my phone in my hand, so I kind of look up, and I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm going to go see if I can take a pic with him real quick. And he shot me this look that was like, don't you effing dare. Don't you Like he shot me. Do it. it was a magic look because immediately wow. in my brain shot daggers. I put my phone in my pocket and turned around Whoa. and then I was with that same group of friends and I was like guys, he Jedi you, minded won't, you. you won't believe who I saw. David Copperfield. And they didn't believe me. Of course, because he disappeared into the abyss. Because he doesn't exist. Oh. It's National Trivia Day. That's right. Happy National Trivia Day. Back in before I was just a radio host, I supplemented my radio income by doing trivia at various restaurants in the Austin area. Bikinis, Twin Peaks. Uh, I hosted different trivia nights. Occasionally, it was two days a week. 
at different places. And oh. I thoroughly enjoyed doing trivia. And that's why we're celebrating National Trivia today, which is January 4th. For those that hoard all the useless tidbits of fun and knowledge, today <laughs> recognizes it. So whether you're away in the brain or you just enjoy getting out, getting away, and going with your friends to a pub and uh, answering some questions, congrats to you. Yeah, I, yeah. I will say there's nothing more annoying when you go to your neighborhood bar and they're doing a comedy night, or there's a crappy local band playing, or they're doing trivia, and you're right. like, I just want to just drive it online. Yeah. Damn it, yeah. Did you know, CJ, trivia is uh, information and data considered to be of little value? Trivial, I guess yeah. that's why they call that's it trivia. The yeah. definition, it comes from well, the... Uh, <laughs> I'll say, I have been to a couple of themed ones, like Twilight Trivia Night, and that one has a lot of value. We that's, won. That sounds extra Congrats, trivial. Emily. Didn't you say there were some girls cheating, though? <laughs> there were. And, and y'all kicked well, them out. more trivial yeah, cheating. Yeah, there were some girls ch- uh, cheating, and they got in trouble, and then they were shamed to leave, and yeah. so they left. Uh, I was competing, you know, with a lot of these, with pluckers, with geeks who drink, with a lot of trivia places, um, and... You know, there's there's already not everyone's going to want to go can tell their wife, hey, I'm going to go to bikinis to see CJ do trivia. So I had to, sure. I had to work harder in it. I included, uh-huh. you know, video rounds, a, b- a bunch of like I made it very interactive, That's almost fun. had like a PowerPoint that you'd put up on all the TVs. But one of my favorite things was just doing dumb audio stuff because I also worked at the radio station. So I'd spend time editing things. And I want to share with y'all. A round of trivia I did oh, where I took fun. old commercials and just uh, beeped out the brand, and you have to try to guess the brand. You, would you like to play? I would love oh, to man. play. Okay. I'm bad at trivia, but let's uh, do it. Let's do some old CJ trivia. You just got to guess the brand from these old school popular commercials. Do I look clean to you? Surprise. I'm not fully clean unless I'm fully clean. So, there's a sticky film on you that won't rinse away, but rinses you fully clean. You gotta have that one, right? That is a classic. I've mm. never heard this commercial before. It is an but old that's one. hilarious. Yeah, it did sound kind of old, like it's from the seventies or eighties, even. Um, that's gotta be Dove soap. Ah, I was gonna say Dove. Zest. You're not fully clean Rats. unless you're zest fully clean. I thought it could have been Irish Spring. That one's a little muddy. I had no but idea De what Beers. they said. De Beers, De Beers Diamonds. Uh, yeah. Thank you. No other brewer has such a tradition of quality to live up to. But then, no other brewer makes the king of beers. After all, this is for you. That's got to be Budweiser, yeah, baby. This bud, yeah, this bud's for you. This bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, easy. <laughs> Emily, cat person in the room, easy. knows exactly. Yeah, mix is correct. Yes, that's iconic. That's fun. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta know some of these. Yum, 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 yum. Butter, eggs. Mmm, tastes good. Now you try ours. What do you think? It's delicious. Very creamy, and it's very chocolatey. It's made with the same good things that make your cake so delicious. I think it's as good as mine. Chocolate cake. It's as good as Mrs. McAllister. Is it Betty Crocker? Uh, Sarah Lee. Damn it. Oh, Sarah no. Lee. No. Close I enough. I belong to you. I'm clothes on your back. Your favorite shirt. Your brand new slacks. From the collar to the cups. From your head to your toes. You know where I love to go. Take me to tender loving care for the things you wear. Damn it. Why? That's so familiar. I don't I know. remember. Was, I feel like that was a regional one. It's like a one. dry cleaning Yes, thing. it is. Uh, take yeah. me to Reeds. And this was one of the first iterations I did of this. And then I think uh, later on I would do ones that sounded a lot more suggestive. And that kind of became the a fun bit. A couple of those were kind of suggestive. Well, they, they already do. But I think after doing that, because I'm remembering it listening to this, that after this round I went and started finding lyrics, movie quotes, and, and commercials that I could make sound more sexual that's hu- by beeping hilarious. them out. And that's nothing new. Like, I think they've oh, done that on, like, Kimmel and stuff before. Like, sure. it's not like 
an original invention of everything. But that's just but uh, that was trivia. That's just fun yeah. stuff I like to do. The uh, stinky pinky game I made Emily play. I used to do a round of that. Wow. Um, and and the, the sound off would have been perfect for trivia and I wouldn't sound, have the yeah, new game we've been it, playing. It absolutely would have been. So <laughs> You're the happy king of trivia. Happy CJ. trivia day. You know what? I was, but I remember walking home from a trivia one day after getting harassed by regulars and I didn't have a car and I was carrying my crippled dog and I'm like I'm not going to do this in a year I am I am done yeah. with this crap was it raining you know and I was going uphill in the snow <laughs> <laughs> how do you throw a birthday party for a winter kid here we go Matt Bearden it's the parent pickup And our dear friend is here to dad you all. I feel a particular affinity for the winter birthday kid. Yeah, you're like right after Christmas. I have the I have the the Christmas birthday, which always I don't want to say gets ignored. You get really used to it as a kid, and I think people make a point of of like trying to get involved. It's just that my birthday happens to be right in between Christmas and New Year, and everyone is trying to recover a little bit. Also, everyone's broke. They're trying to save up for New Year, and Yikes. they don't really have time to go out or, or do anything. Or spend money or anything, yeah. Which, when I was younger, I hated because I wanted to party. Now, as an adult, I kind of dig it because I'm like, oh, sweet, I get to hide, and I don't have to do much of anything. Uh, because for me, for my birthday, I would love to sleep all day. Oh, man, you deserve it, too. Uh, but I was reading <laughs> about kids and things that you can do for kids' outdoor parties. And look at that window right now. Hmm. It's great. It's been gray for like a couple of days, rainy, cold. cold. Not mm-hmm. ideal for outdoor. It's not ideal for yeah. outdoor birthday parties. So as a kid, you kind of get end up with like, well, do you want to go to one of those indoor trampoline places? Oh, but those are never, expensive. You and they never smell. got a pool party, you Matt. You never got a I'm pool party. I'm so sorry. Well, what do you do for the kid who's stuck with the weirdo winter birthday. There's just, plenty of us. Let's just give them an iPad and like ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Let them play Subway Surfers on their iPad. Why should their birthday be any different than every other day of the week? Like, yeah. I'm not the expert here. I don't have kids. So. so I've got two kids and they both have winter birthdays, Ooh, right? I'm oh, sorry, Why would kids. you plan it like that? Uh, because we didn't Planets. Ah, <laughs> I've got Whoops. two of them. Here's a funny thing. Uh, my kids had the same birthday three years apart. Um, one of them was very late. One of them was very early. Though I do like to tell people, no, no, it's because we only do it once ah. every, uh, every year. <laughs> and, uh, but so what we've done for them is they have a kind of a down low family birthday party on their birthday, right? Just so it's recognized. Here's a okay. cake, whatever. Yeah, we acknowledge you. Thanks but for being a good kid. They get to choose a summer event to invite to friends to. Their, okay. And I've told them, they're like, well, and it's not really like a real birthday. I've told them, hey, your friends aren't checking your ID. In fact, you're not old enough to have IDs yet. You can tell your friends whatever you want to about your birthday. And you can tell them, this is my legit... All right, July- Gypsy Rose. Yeah, July- <laughs> That's so funny. Wow. Uh, you, but okay. you can tell them, hey, July 14th is my birthday, whatever you want. And then they get to have a summertime day that is their birthday day. Now, oh, yeah, that's right, because I remember being in the only adult guest of one of your son's birthday right. parties, and we played Capture the Flag with uh, Nerf guns. We hit a pinata, um, now, and it was a nice warm day. And here's what I want to point out about this, okay? A lot of people think, well, that's awesome. You give your kids two birthdays. No, no, no. Hear me out. Their birthdays are right after Christmas, and we are broke. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's so hard. when my kids say stuff like, well, I really want to go to the domain, or I want to do this, or I want to do that, we're broke. We have plenty of time to save up now. We got a small <laughs> gift for them right at their birthday, and then they send then Clever. come summertime, and we've been able to save up a little dough, we can give them the big party that they wanted. New restaurants coming to Austin that everyone seems to be excited for. I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! That's right, Eater Austin has a list of some of the new spots coming to town that uh, they're excited for, we're excited for. I know, Emily, you were excited about a few yesterday. And here's the deal. The uh, mm-hmm. the point of this list is two-part. One, 
whenever you're like, where do we eat? Where do we go? And you just end up back at Chili's. It's so you have some alternatives. The second part is so when you have people in town or someone you want to impress or you just want to impress yourself, you can try something new, different that people are talking about. We're going to get right back into it, starting with just in time for Mardi Gras, the little easy fine Cajun food and bar right there on Cesar Chavez. uh, It's going to be a New Orleans-ish style diner. Love me some uh, New Orleans food, Cajun food. Boudin, meat pies, gumbo, rum, bunt cakes, and more. Now, uh, New Orleans food isn't just deep fried shrimp and whatnot there is a lot of goodness to go with that and uh this place offers a lot of excitement uh the teams behind sawyer and co and denata cantina awesome are the people who are behind this new uh southern louisiana restaurant they have a few uh, new orleans brews there as well i forget i think it's uh i can't recall the name well they do have some hurricanes and painkillers but Look for that to open in late February or early March. Uh, Emily, what is the next place you are excited about coming to Austin soon? Well, this one is a chain, so, you know, take it take it how it is. All right. I don't know exactly. I've never tried it, but I heard all about it. It's called Nando's. It's a chick, a South African flame-grilled oh. peri-peri chicken and sauce I thought you place. said Mando's, like it was a Star Wars no. spinoff I restaurant. Thought, I was thinking Nando's. Nando, like Nando from what we do in the shadows. Oh. No. But it's none of those. Uh, so, yeah, South African uh, different types peri, of, peri of chicken. chicken with mm. uh, lots of salads, wraps, marinades, different dipping sauces. It sounds worth checking out. I've never been to I South hate- African. I, I've never been to South African. Well, cuisine. I was going to let you oh, finish because yeah, yeah. it looked like you were trying to talk. Oh, I was just going to say I'm embarrassed to admit that the only reason why I know about this restaurant is because back in 2010 when One Direction was a big deal, I wasn't a One Directioner, <laughs> but of sure. course. How dare you? I knew I that Niall Horan ate at Nando's <laughs> and that everybody was so excited to hear about what Niall Horan's order was at Nando's. And I was just like, what's Nando's? And I've been wanting to try it since Sweet. 2010 so i'm really excited uh, i hope this south african flame grilled peri peri chicken and sauces mm. is as delicious as they s- sing about say? there's probably a one direction song about Nando's. you know it's not on this list mm. a uh, place where you can cook your own steaks <gasps> they used to have that in austin did they yeah wow. like so a k-barbecue it was more just it was a steak joint yeah you go pick your steak and you go and mutilate and ruin it yourself like Fuddruckers but with like steak (laughs) you dress it all up but you don't pick the cow right like it it doesn't start that far no it's not like the lobster you grab out of the (laughs) okay good it's not that sad Uh, you know we Americans don't love to see where our food's actually coming from oh no be too depressing and we would uh, starve to death I I assume no uh, it was it was be your own chef or something like that and it was you know I guess kind of Almost like uh, you wouldn't cook your own burger, but you would cook your own steak. So you pick the mm. meat, you you have a little grill at the table. I don't know. It's just, it was a bizarre concept. So it's like Korean barbecue before that became un- a thing. <laughs> unfortunately, the uh, the recession of two thousand eight took it back then. But what Aww. we do have is Loud Bar which is going to be on FM 969 in Far East Austin. Uh, It's Laotian American Dishes, Cocktails and Lagers. And why I'm excited about this is because I grew up, yes, in all places, Amarillo, Texas, eating a lot of Laotian food. Laotian food is amazing. And the, I mean, I don't know about in a city like Austin because, you know, you don't know what a nice restaurant and what the portions are going to be like. But there's surprisingly a large Laotian community in Amarillo, Texas. And my dad worked with a lot of these guys that their families also had restaurants. So they essentially had two jobs and we would go eat at a lot of different Laotian places. And it's uh, it's some really good cuisine. And I'm excited to have this uh, starting Friday, March 1st. Is it a lot of uh, rice and noodles? And or or what kind of uh, cuisine is it? Not of? really rice okay. um, as much. Um, it's more uh, Laotian food. Is I guess you wouldn't get <laughs> I, it, Emily. I just don't, yeah, I don't you know what that means. Yeah, I'm sorry. Emily. I don't uh, <laughs> what I do love is we are getting a lot of different uh, Southeast Asian cuisine because people knock Houston, but Houston's got. A killer Dude. restaurant scene. Houston's amazing. I first tried uh, Bon Mi, like Korean sandwiches, and they're excellent, man. So Absolutely. Houston, Don't knock Houston. And I love that Austin's kind of uh, coming up in the world when it comes to that different 
type of cuisine. Uh, Weberville getting another restaurant called Half Moon. It's a uh, New York City-styled tavern. It's a standalone bar. It's going to be where Gourmands used to be, which is one of my you know favorite sandwich shops. It's kind of hangs York, back in the day. New York style, so like $18 beers or... Yeah, and some oh, wise man. guys or in bo- there. Or bodega style. I'm I think kidding. bodega style. Yeah, Hell you just yeah. go in and... It's, it's going to be cool. Are they going to have a cat like some bodega? They're going to yeah. do like pig roast. They're going to have uh, some some rum drinks, agave-based <laughs> drinks. I don't Can know. Can I man. ask they, him they, to put Cheetos on my sandwich they, like at an actual... <laughs> they didn't necessarily write as much about this. I guess my point with Half Moon is there was just something filling the old gourmand space. Okay, okay. So I won't... So that's all I know about it is yeah. gourmands is, is getting uh, something new. Uh, you can find actually the full list and read more about it at austin.eater.com and you can kind of see some of the different places that uh, we were talking about yesterday and today and excited about but again the main point of this when you have a day where you want to go out and need something don't go to the same places again and again write down a few of these new places give them your support give them a try and you might just like what your mouth has to put itself in too much on a doggy DNA test, to be fair. Any amount spent on a doggy DNA test is dumb and way too much, but I, I had to do it. I have this dog pepperoni that we uh, adopted uh, maybe what, last year, May. That I say we, but I, I kind of just... You, you forced yeah. pepperoni upon your family. Listen, yeah. pepperoni just became one yeah. of... The family. It just happened. There was no way. Even when I was like, "Well, you know, if it doesn't fit in, we'll do the foster period, and we can we can take her back." And that never happens. Of course, it didn't happen. It's a cute little pepperoni puppy. <laughs> uh, she's my little goose, my goon, my dog. Oh, and I, uh, too. I decided that because she does look so goat like and acts like that, I'm you like were uh, concerned. You like there's a little bit of goat in there. Yeah, probably. we we, <laughs> we got to do a DNA test uh, first and foremost. I use Wisdom Panel, and you gotta wonder just in the whole ass. Aspect of this stuff is it even real yeah is it even like are they just throwing some things out there is there a f- i mean I come mean, on like how you're clean are their labs is there accidentally a little bit of extra yeah. dna it's, also, it's up to you the consumer to collect the dna right. how do you know you so didn't I send a bad hours batch. jerking the dog off and i'm oh like oh it's a gosh. girl no uh you you use a little swab in the mouth and all that stuff and it's like <laughs> I bet how, she loved that process. How do you even know you're doing the right job? Or I don't know. To me, it seems shady, but I guess it's kind of like opening a present. And right now in my hand, I have an envelope with Ooh. her actual results. But first, we're going to go through the guesses, because if you'll recall, when I first uh, uh, brought Pepperoni into the studio, where she summarily uh, peed, uh, we, we did our own guesses. Yeah. Let's start with what we have on social media at CJ Morgan Show. Uh, I broke it down into two tiers. Tier number one, there are only two breeds that everyone put down, Rat Terrier or Chihuahua, which makes sense because the majority of mutts, when it comes to little dogs, probably have some Rat Terrier or Chihuahua Those in them. dogs are getting around. And she yeah. does look like both. But I will time. say, she's not that yappy. Chihuahuas seem like very yappy dogs. She does have a different bark than a Chihuahua. And she doesn't really bark in the studio ever. But she's also pretty tiny. And, you know, Mr. President was part Chihuahua and Poodle. And he was a little bigger and had more of a Chihuahua face. I don't think she has that face. She doesn't really have a terrier body, but she looks and acts like a terrier. Uh, Next up, uh, tier two, are some of the other things. Like, in my guessing, this would be the smaller portion of her DNA, what makes her have those ears, that hair, and you can see pictures of my dumbass dog, Pepperoni, Mm -hmm. uh, at CJ Morgan Show, Facebook, Instagram, X, all that stuff. Uh, Westy, Schnauzer, Yorkie, and Poodle, which I can see a little bit of that. Yeah. little poodle. Wow, you loved your frou-frou dogs. Don't I, you? Not necessarily, man. Yeah, you like your accessory you like, dogs. Remember yep. Miles? He used to carry him around like he was an accessory. Well, that's because yep, he was tiny paralyzed. Dogs. Yeah, that's because he was a wiener dog that had invertebrate disc disease. But I sure. know. That was just uh, another good thing about it. <laughs> he was an accessory <laughs> yeah. that you had to carry. Right, he can't you, run you, away from me because his back <laughs> is broken. And the excuse was there. He didn't have to make one up. And all Absolutely. the girls loved it. <laughs> uh, let's go with the list. Here's what we did. Uh, Emily... Spinney and myself each picked three breeds of dog. Uh, Number one, the most percentage, two and three. Emily chose number one, Chihuahua. 
Number two, a Chinese crested dog. And number three, an Australian terrier. Interesting. I don't remember doing any of that, but that seems Uh, right. We really got down in the weeds because we had to choose nine technically different things. Sure. Uh, I chose Schnauzer, number one, Jack Russell, two, because she acts like a Jack Russell. Yeah. Uh, Number three, Chihuahua. Spinny chose a Karen, a Bichon Free. What are are those? The Bichon... Bichon Frise? I don't yeah. know, man. I, um, you guys got to go first in the picks, and I then you so chose, I had nothing left to choose. You chose the movie The Maltese Falcon yeah. as uh, as number three. <laughs> See, I, we ran out of dog breeds that she resembles. That's we, pretty, why. we pretty much did, and we're going to come back. It. We're going to open this envelope, and we're going to find out what the hell this dog is. And then we're going to discuss the efficacy, the actual need for dumbasses like me, and if it works or not, to buy doggy DNA tests. The DNA results of my dog Pepperoni, the, I guess, show mascot. Uh, she's made sure to definitely do the dog way and and claim some territory in this room. Yeah, there's spots everywhere. Yeah, I tried to clean she, them, right? She tinkled. Uh, and uh, tinkled in our hearts. That's true. Ew. Here's the deal. It might be dumb to spend money off. on a doggy DNA test. And it, 23andMe and Ancestry, those might even seem kind of weird themselves. Again, one of my big problems is it's all user generated. Like, you're not going to a lab. You're doing this at home and then mailing it in. Yeah. And hoping that you're doing it right. And I will say, at least with uh, the national stealing of our DNA information companies, 23andMe and Ancestry, you know, I, I feel like those do work. We've we've caught a big time serial killer. Oh, um, oh I didn't you, know that. You've uh, had people learn that they are related to someone Hitler? other than their father. Hitler. You, uh. You've discovered there are new family members <laughs> I have a that brother? you may have yeah. had because of some cheating. So there has been a, a lot that has happened to, to show that, all right, some of this DNA stuff is real. With the dog, I don't know. Uh, but we got to get to it because the people at the front desk are eagerly waiting they so demand. they can <laughs> turn this damn show Cute. off. So Pepperoni's DNA, she is a 100% that bitch. Oh, Slay! Uh, Emily guessed number one Chihuahua, two a Chinese crested dog, three an Australian terrier. I thought Pepperoni would be number one a Schnauzer, number two a Jack Russell, number three a Chihuahua. Spinny chose Karen, Bison Frise, and the movie The Maltese Falcon. Mm-hmm. For some reason, uh, what actually is Pepperoni? Let's reveal this cute, weird, goat-looking homunculus of a dog. <laughs> Uh, it you turns like out them weird. Pepperoni is a pizza pie. Three percent Pekingese, six percent poodle, eight percent miniature Schnauzer, twelve hmm. percent. We all miss this Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu. Twelve percent Shih Tzu. That is the uh, second highest amount of DNA and the number one, the top amount of DNA she has. No surprise there. Uh, she's mainly a chihuahua, just like, oh, like every, every, every other, other tiny little dog. tiny dog. She's a chihuahua, which, you know, there are a lot of people that breed them, and that's why there's so many little ones in uh, shelters and stuff, because mm-hmm. they're, they're overbred. But there you go. Pepperoni's a chihuahua, and that's as far as we know, as legit as the wisdom panel for your dogs are. If you've cool. thought about doing one of these... I think it costs 60-ish dollars. That's not actually that bad. It's, listen, it's still more than you should spend on a goddamn dog DNA. Well, yeah, because what are you going to do with this information well, now? Now she can update her like online profiles and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, say, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm from here, I guess. Or, uh, yeah, it's, uh, just, just kind of like how, uh, <laughs> how all of us white people are like, whoa, I'm... White. My ancestry Oof, says yeah. Northeast or Northwest European. So it's pretty cool. Oh though. yeah, you're you're English, Irish, and Scottish. Who knew? Wow. So now she can just do the same thing and be like, "Whoa, I'm a Chihuahua." Yeah, no, no kidding. Except for now, she could be like, "Well, actually, I'm one percent Pekingese. I'm a little bit of Pekingese in me." So <laughs> I can say that because I have a little bit of one percent of Pekingese. In uh, me. Now, the I will say one of the cool things about this is they did start listing relatives, Relat- like other people in the world, dogs that are connected to this dog Whoa, that she, are related. Whoa. She related to like one of the presidential dogs, or <laughs> unfortunately, nothing that cool. Oh, but man. there are related dogs. Um, how how actual truthful again is that? Did they just show a picture of other Chihuahuas? Probably. There you go, Pepperoni. My little pup, you're a Chihuahua. We love you.
Big video games released in another big year of hitting the sticks. And now it's time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that that I'm a nerd. Could 2024 be a bigger year for video games than 2023? I don't know. I doubt it. I don't know. There were so many, uh, I mean, just the amazingness that was uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. It's really hard to anticipate anything this year, especially since 2025 is going to be Grand Theft Auto 6. Oh, my God, right? That's going to be what everyone's talking about then. Yeah, so what what? happens now? It's a billion-dollar industry. we got to talk about some of the big ones coming out. Uh, A couple that have struck my eye, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, That is coming out on Leap Day, February 29th. And Final Fantasy VII was the only one I got into. It was the only one I really played. And by played, I mean, I think we had a group of friends and we would usually watch one person play. Yeah, that's how it would go back in the Final Fantasy days of our youth. Uh, That's how a lot of people did play those games, me, myself included. It's easy for me to say that's the best one because it's the only one I'm experienced with. But there is a lot of hype about the uh, Final Fantasy VII. Spencer. I think that's yeah. the most popular Final Fantasy. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. like um, when, like in the cosplay community, I know of this Final Fantasy VII game just because everybody cosplays Cloud sure. and what's her name, Tifa. Tifa. Uh, Tifa. There's a plenty of characters. Yeah, it's a Final sure. Fantasy game, but sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tifa. All of the main ones people love. She's. Uh, yeah, it's a bit. I think that was the first game that probably treated a storyline a little bit more seriously with the death of a character as well. And we talk a lot about how like Last of Us and more modern games have really pushed into storytelling and stuff. And, and that was one of the first games that. to yeah. be cinematic and really fun and. Huge. So, yeah, a lot of people are excited for that. It's part two of the remake, so it's going to continue the story. Uh, that's June, February 29th. February 29th, yeah. leap day itself. That's a fun day to release something. Uh, another one that's big on my list, and these are the only two, and Spencer, I want to hear some of yours, uh, Destiny 2, June 4th. Really? Uh, yeah, Destiny is another one of those that I... Don't know I cared. Ki- yeah, but I never super got into it as much as I knew of it and watching other people play it's a lot of fun so, apparently i've just never got into it either same same so, so. It, but it's uh it's it's something that uh, is being talked about it's definitely one of the more popular for games year. for sure uh, but other than that I, I don't know what i could be excited about maybe princess peach uh, yes! showtime is that is that gonna get emily going here that's gonna yeah, get me going I, okay. I love the mario games especially right now and princess peach getting her own game and yeah oh, i can't well, wait hey, well deserved and i think you even brought that up uh, earlier in the year about the uh, princess peach game she has one other game that i know about that was on the nintendo ds that was really really fun and cute and this one's going to be so fun and cute and she has different outfits is coming <laughs> and hopefully it's not Anya Taylor-Joy voicing her okay no maybe, <laughs> maybe not <laughs> so yeah. that's not good March twenty second, Princess Peach, yeah, yeah, Princess Peach Showtime, another side-scrolling uh, adventure. I'm not entirely sure what that entails, but I don't know. She wears cute outfits. Yeah, and yeah. Goes. That's what's most oh, important. This supposed to have more of a theater theme, like a lot of the old school Mario games did. Super Mario Brothers three, even Paper Mario. So they're just using another cool theme with Peach involved, and that might be exciting. So. What are you looking at, Spencer? And what should we uh, buy stock in right now? I have no idea, but I was gonna save this one for last. Star Wars Outlaws that big open world Star Wars game is supposed to release sometime this year. It's going to be hard to know if that's good or not until it comes out because... because, uh, A lot of these big open world games, it can go either way. You never know. So... Hades 2, Little Nightmares 3, Wolf Among Us 2, all these coming out uh, this the year. The graphics for Wolf Among Us look pretty cool. It's wild, because it's based on a comic, like and I played the first yeah. one. Yeah, it's set during the 80s, and it involves a bunch of, like, fairy tale characters that have had to move here to the real world. It's cool. kind of bizarre, so. Cool. Tekken 8 also coming out if you like fighting games. Okay. There's plenty of stuff coming out. Denofgeek.com is where we pulled a lot of these, so if you want to go check out a whole bunch of games coming out. We've yeah. barely mentioned a fraction. These are just sort of the, the most popular or the biggest uh, ones. Now, so. uh, could this perhaps be the biggest release, not a video game, but a console in 2024? Oh, I was about to bring this uh, up. Rumor dropped earlier in the week that a new Switch... Switch 2, baby. ...will be coming out, that there will be so, the Switch. if you bought your child a Switch for Christmas... Sorry to say, they're going to come out with the second one. <laughs> you Pretty got soon. You got swatched. 
If you kept getting text push notification alerts that the SWAT team was in your area late last night, uh, we now know why. Let's get some headlines. A suspect was taken into custody early this morning after APD had shown up to a Northeast Austin hotel a couple of times. I don't know if you have the Ring doorbell app or the Nextdoor app or any of those sort of security neighborhood communication apps but for some reason for some of us uh, you kept getting notifications if you live in North Austin to shelter in place because there was a SWAT situation turns out wasn't quite as dangerous and also not anywhere near where I live it was uh, up in the Tech Ridge area at a hotel room the Homewood Suites by Hilton police got a 911 call around 146 they showed up around 155 knocked on the hotel door where the disturbance was uh, they basically said no nah, we're good go away <laughs> around 220 something police were called again the SWAT team showed up again apparently the subject inside had uh, weapons had guns and knives Ooh. so we're not letting any of the people inside out eventually taken into custody uh, earlier today. Spencer, news involving you, but not being into custody. Uh, a wreck on I-35 required hazmat teams to go and clean it up after a truck caught fire when a sedan drove under an 18-wheeler. You made the news, Spencer. <gasps> I did it. Uh, and you weren't late today. You no, could have totally no, no. just been late and said, hey, look at the, go to the news. That's yeah. why it's late. But a sedan completely lodged itself somehow, some way. Under an 18-wheeler, it caught fire. Whatever was inside the 18-wheeler was dangerous enough that Hazmat had to come and put it out. Uh, The the truck burned up. Were you able to actually see any of this, Spencer? Like, did did you you rubberneck long enough to kind of get a look at what it... Everyone else in the highway was doing that for me, so I unfortunately had to sit there and look. But as soon as we passed it, we just resumed normal, like, highway speed. So it was off on the access road, and yeah, it was completely burned. They had already put out the fire by the time I'm driving by. It's nuts how those 18-wheelers, which are made heavily of metal, can But I'm like, okay, no wonder there's traffic. There was a burning vehicle. Yeah. Uh, According to uh, KXAN, it was downgraded and all the occupants were rescued. Uh, There are, I believe, a one potential serious medical injury. So everything's hopefully going to be okay and everything's really okay for someone who went to HEB recently because they won the lotto. Yeah. And after doing some some research, uh, there was a Texas lotto ticket that was purchased on uh, December 30th, and it won $34 million. I just did research, looked it up. This is my H-E-B. It's your H-E-B? The the, the one that you can climb a hill down from with the rope? Yes. This is literally my H-E-B. This is the H-E-B that I go to almost every single uh, week. Which one is that if you want to go stock Emily? Uh, It's the one that has the kosher deli in it. Yeah, it's it's on the west side. Oh, sorry. Yes. 7025 Village Center Drive. Okay, so the H-E-B there sold a ticket, which first of all, I didn't realize they sold Texas Lotto and Powerball and stuff. I know they do scratch-offs because, you know, you've watched little kids go and play with those machines. I'm like, are they, they, can kids buy scratch-offs? How does this work? But they sell yeah. actual lotto ticket, lotto tickets? I guess they do. Um, and whoever purchased the ticket still hasn't claimed it. It's okay. currently unclaimed as of uh, Tuesday, January you know, 2nd. The, but- the advice is to contact a lawyer and find out. You're, like, you're, you're supposed to kind of cover your bases before going forward with mm-hmm. this sort of thing. Okay, so you so think maybe that that's it'll be happening. claimed eventually? I don't think so. I have actually a hypothesis. You, you think someone bought it and burned it? No, I think because it was purchased uh, on uh, for the December 30th drawing, right? So around okay. before Christmas time. I'm thinking that this is a stocking stuffer. Yes. One of those stupid (laughs) stocking stuffers. My mom does this. She'll buy lotto tickets and she'll put it in a stocking. And then she'll be like, here you go. Here's your Christmas. Merry Christmas. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just scratch this off later. Sitting in a trash pile. Probably. In a landfill with a bag of wrapping paper. Yep. 
Probably. So somewhere, somewhere a winning lotto ticket <laughs> accidentally got discarded because yes. you thought it was trash. Because you were like, oh my God, my aunt just buys us lotto tickets every year instead of getting us real gifts. Whatever. I'll I'll fill this out later. I'll toss it to the side. It's fine. Well, you the, just bold, bold prediction. So you think there's $31 million going unclaimed. $34 million now, that will it, not be claimed. So if this was accurate and, and it really did turn out, someone came forward and like, I'm the one that bought the ticket. I, I don't know where it at. Maybe it's in the trash. Are you willing? If if would you do d- enough detective work to go dig at the landfill? I think there's an Austin one off like two ninety and uh, oh no, absolutely like not near Decker Lake. No, no, no. Near the but toll road. I will. Uh, you wouldn't go dig through some trash to find no, a lot of ticket. No, but I will if they need me to walk over to my local H E B and claim the ticket for them since I'm there every week anyways. Okay, uh, there you go. Another another lotto winner. This marks like. 20 in two years, winning millions in the Austin area. Cat Williams is going off on everyone. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. Some of the latest, more fun, more distracting hubbub on the social platform formerly known as Twitter and Instagram. The be comedian Cat Williams going after everyone. I mean, the biggest names in comedy and the kings of comedy. Kevin Hart, Cedric the Entertainer, Ricky Smiley, even, even Steve Harvey just lobbing bombs and accusations saying that uh, Steve Harvey was very adamant about who he would do tours with because he didn't want anyone funnier than him. Oh. He was worried about that. Uh, He accused Cedric the Entertainer of stealing one of his jokes, which then when you watch the videos side by side, it's like, oh man, he did kind of take your whole thing here. Um, He's also started dropping bombs against uh, one of Austin's favorite comedians. No way. Yeah, can you? Not Avery or Sawyer Stoll, surprisingly. Uh, but this was on the <gasps> Shannon Sharp podcast, Hold one up. of the many things. Matt Bearden? Matt's oh, Matt's retired. Matt. He's not a comedian anymore. But oh, that explains uh, it. Here's here's Cat Williams talking some more s on the Shannon Sharp podcast, going against Austin's own. Um, and that's how it was for blue comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were a comedian that cussed, you were ridiculed by the mainstream comedy mm-hmm. geist. That would be like me being on Joe Rogan. Joe don't want me on there. I need to be on Shannon. Joe Joe got six comedians that never been funny. He want to push out. <laughs> 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 but that's really how it is. Joe Rogan? How, how are you going to go after Joe Rogan? Oh, you can't do uh, that. It sounds like... Uh, Cat Williams is having a lot of fun in this entire discussion, and I recommend just watch some of the videos and stuff on Twitter. It got me to watching some more of his specials. He's, I forget about Cat Williams sometimes because I don't sit down and watch specials as much as I used to. Man, he's one of the funniest comedians out there. His life, it's so insane energy funny are, are you are either you very familiar with kind of his background and stuff i am not familiar with him at all but i just googled it and it looks like there's a picture of him from an old special he's got fun hair yeah he does yeah. a little different every time Flippy he, hair. his uh pimp preacher sort of persona on stage is a lot of fun I think. It, it is um, and he actually was a pimp his backstory is yeah. interesting he he had very religious parents he uh, ran away from home very young, uh, ended up in, like, North Carolina, I think, where he lived in kind of like this homeless encampment at night. And during day, he was doing odd jobs, like cleaning restaurants for food. He would go to the library and just read and read and read. There was a time where he enlisted in the military. And upon graduating, I think it was uh, even the Marines, they realized he was too young. Oh, no. Um, Ended up, I mean, this is all compressed, ended up in Oklahoma where he was selling, like, books and stuff like that door to door. Oh, man, that's Uh, not good. You can't be giving those out for free. Came across Selling them either. Those are bad. Well, you know how they sell, like, encyclopedia, like, all those sort of things. He was doing that. Um, Books are for burning. Ended up, uh, in Oklahoma they might be, ended up... uh, (laughs) At a house where there is like women whose pimp was killed and needed him to kind of just help. And so he became a pimp. Oh, my god! You gosh. know, all this according to him, uh, became a pimp. Started, had always kind of been funny and done a little bit of stuff like stand-up. Did stand-up, won a competition at like 17 or 18. And then the who won this competition in Oklahoma, you went on tour. And he went on tour with like 
Jeff Foxworthy and uh, Larry the Cable Guy before that was his persona and name and a bunch of other dudes touring the South and stuff like that. And now has become uh, one, one of the best in stand-up comedy. And wow. I guess throwing some jabs at Joe Rogan and, and a bunch of other, like um, like I said, the kings of comedy in that world, Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, just tossing a lot of shade yeah. on... on it's, it's, a, it's a good way to get back in the spotlight. Uh, with at least Certainly. A, at least with a means that you can control. Because several years before this, he had sort of... I think he was having maybe a little... I don't know if he was having a drinking problem or a substance he was, problem. He was having that he and got some, in some public fights and he stuff. He was having physical. some legal issues. Yeah. Someone attacked him physically, and the IRS was going after him for a while. Well, I think a lot of the conjecture online was like, uh, he's kind of worried about him, too, yeah. type thing. So it's good to see him... At least Do alive well. and, uh, you know. Well, it, tur- it, it turns out he also, I listened to an interview with him on Mark Maron's podcast, and it turns out that um, while the IRS was investigating him and his family and managers were trying to get him, like, you know, committed, that they embezzled, like, 50, 40 or 50 million from him. Huh. And the IRS didn't believe that. They thought he was just doing something funny with the money, and then they found out, oh, yeah, they're stealing your money. Yeah. And then all this kind of came to light that he wasn't as wow. crazy and he wasn't doing this, that it was just his, his inner circle stealing and trying to get him locked Man, up. And he's only and in his 50s. Like, no wonder he's a comedian. He's got so many things to talk about, so many stories of his life. And I just looked it up. He has seven adopted children. And one biological son. Damn. Oh, all right. I know. Like, uh, even his family life is interesting. You know, earlier in the show, Emily, we made sure you weren't on Epstein's list. I checked all the Cat Williams stuff, and also he did not trash talk you. Okay. So good. You, you've you've good, approved good, good, verification good. for the show. I've made both of them. Did you know? A rock band from Canada actually has the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums behind only the Beatles and Rolling Stones. And that band is... They call me, because they call me the walking man. Or, uh, today's Tom Sawyer, the Dean guy. That's right, Rush. Rush is ranked third as far as uh, most consecutive uh, hit albums. Wow. Only behind um, the Beatles and Rolling Stones. I had a Rush phase. I feel like some people do, some people don't. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Saw them live. It was fun. Nothing. Uh, a lot of dads cool. go through the rush phase. Dads, I had a, dads yes. are still in the rush phase. <laughs> yeah, dads don't leave don't the leave, rush. Yeah. The rush stays in you forever. Is your dad a rush guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, I gotta, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, man, look at that drum kit, man. I mean, that's wow. why I answer so quickly is because I just remember you all the time. Rush. You know what you never yeah. hear, though, the phrase? Is your mom a rush gal? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you <laughs> totally hear that. It is really a dude's no. man. Uh, well, did you know... If you die, which hopefully none of you will anytime soon, you can choose uh, for your ashes to be made into a rock to form the base of an eternal memorial reef so that you can help coral reefs bloom after you've died. Wow. I've also seen people do this with trees, which is cool. They put your ashes in a tree, and then they plant the tree. Um, And I'm trying to think of what I want to be eternalized as. I wouldn't mind having my ashes made into a rock. Uh, and then Spencer could get a slingshot and shoot me through the window of CJ's house. Yeah. I'd love to do oh, that. I would be, be honored. Like I wouldn't it, be put in a cannon, but like not ashes, like full a, body. Like a real, real cannon. <laughs> just <laughs> like shot at <laughs> oh. But not as a whole body just blown into bits. Oh, yeah. And you get blasted yeah. out of there. Yeah. CJ's with this all over. Ew. <laughs> and we have like an official ceremony where we're standing and we're and saluting splatters you. splatters all over everyone. Dude, it'd be but like Gallagher. So we all got like rain. But, like, but, see, oh, no. but see, that's yeah, that's the idea is everyone the thinks. Ponchos, yeah. everyone, you know, because Hunter S. Thompson had a thing and Johnny uh, Depp paid for the cannon. It fired the ashes. Even even the cannons you see in the circus are just spring-loaded. But no, this right. is a real cannon. Yeah. It's got all the people around and it's going to shoot me straight up, but it just, it just goes... And then it just it rains do. gore upon people. I'm worried. Like, and then everyone would be like, ah, CJ. Uh, he pranked the, us even at the end. Even towards mm. the end. Well, I'm worried you're going to have Lego sets in there and those are going to explode and act like shrapnel, so I'm not going to attend. Uh, you have to. It's in my will. Oh, damn it. Uh, did you know Weird oh. Al Yankovic... He asked Prince for permission to parody a Prince song multiple times, more than a dozen times. In fact, every time Prince would come out with a hit, he would beg, can I please parody? And Prince's camp would say, no. Uh, years later, he, the two were assigned to sit in the same row at an awards show. 
And you would think, oh, this is the great opportunity where he finally gets to turn him and say, come on, man, I'm a good guy. I just want to parody one of your songs because I'm a big fan. But instead, uh, Weird Al Yankovic got a telegram the day of the show from Princess Lawyers saying, do not make eye contact with Prince. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I just love that you think you have the ability to tell somebody, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't you dare look at me. Do you think he did? Uh, I I don't. I would have. I, I doubt he did. Uh, Gary Busey did that in the halls here at the radio station. I do remember that. But apparently, it wasn't. It was more his handlers. His handler said protecting our employees from getting into a conversation or creeped out. <laughs> well, he's, he's snarling, man. Specifically, what was said was, "Could you please make sure there are no females in the hallway?" That's what we were told. Because oh. I think Gary liked to I talk to the. Hey, the robots have taken over the state. <laughs> Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. That's weird. Maybe it's wired. It's Matt Beard, and we're here to talk about that on this very segment. So this story is kind of popping up, and what's weird is it started three years ago. And I don't know why it's making all the papers exactly right now, but apparently the Texas Workforce Commission, um, tons and tons and tons and tons of jobless claims because of a little thing called COVID-19, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, that guy. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Too many yeah, to yeah. handle. And at the same time, the Texas Workforce Commission had to send a ton of their employees home because of a little thing called COVID-19, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, how do we deal with this? And somebody said, well, let's bring in something called AI. And, of course, a bunch of old fogies said, what the heck is AI? I'm not even going to call it AI's marketing term. I call it uh, smart programming. It's not true AI, and okay. it's a lot more crappy than we think it is. Anyhow, go on. Well, so. here's the deal. They instituted a little chat bot named Larry, which has been getting <laughs> smarter and smarter and smarter. In fact, last March, they instituted, they replaced Larry with Larry 2.0. Well, Larry... And it turns out that Larry is an AI that is now working for quite a few different offices, Texas offices. There's okay. AI is running the government. And it realizes oh, that gosh. all these people don't need jobs. Uh, the legislature is committed to taking a more active role in monitoring how the state is using AI, they say. Because I guess some people are nervous. They're like, wait a minute. You can't let the AIs, you can't let a computer run stuff. Um, they also are quick to point out to some folks, um, AI is not writing any policy for the government. Though, I got to say, I'm not sure I would mind if Maybe, AI yeah. was writing policies no, or state. Let's propose some ideas. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see. Remember the AIs on Twitter that got real racist real <laughs> fast? <laughs> yeah. So maybe uh, we don't you not need paid policy. attention to some of our state politicians? I know. It's just going to reinforce yeah. that. Uh, let's see. There's a new law. <laughs> it's creating, creating an AI advisory council to study and take inventory of the ways state agencies currently utilize AI. And they want to figure out a code of ethics for state AI. Awesome. Um, ethics, always a good thing to figure out. <laughs> yeah. I would, can we send some of our politicians to these same yeah. ethics classes? I agree. I mean, it's interesting because, uh, it, okay, you could argue that this might be a really good way to get a majority of people's opinions and squish it all together into one. Because, like, for AI art, they take art that the program takes art that it sees on the Internet and copies it. So if it just, like, sees what the Internet wants, which I know is bad, but there's also a lot of good on the Internet, maybe we could come to one solution that everybody agrees on. Right? Nope. Right? Mm, That is, I think, very wishful. That's a very... mm -mm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Here's what I do think it's good for. Have you ever had to try to get a question answered from a government agency? Like, hey, where do I send this piece of paper that says I completed a certain um, defensive driving course because I can't find where to send it. And you call, and then that switchboard sends you to another switchboard, and that switchboard sends you to a third switchboard, and that switchboard yeah, sends you yeah. to a judge's office, and that judge says, oh, send it to this email box. They'll give you an answer, and when you get an answer from that, they'll tell you where to send it, but you never get an answer, so you have to call back yeah, to the original just, switchboard. Hey, let the uh, registration on your vehicle expire for about a year, and then go try to figure out how to get that. Well, that's, it's, whose it's fault nuts. is that one? I mean, it's my fault, okay, but I'm saying you. like... It's a hassle. <laughs> sure. It's, it, it, it becomes nuts. And well, listen, I'm, I'm not... Look, I'm looking at all this, and I'm thinking, this is a great place for AI. If I could in... Uh, Clean up the bureaucracy? In a, well, no, yeah. in a little more human language, say, hi, I'm looking for where I should send this, and it can kind of cut out a lot of that being tossed around kind of thing, and you find out exactly where you need to be. Um, 
I don't want to completely call this one wired. Uh, I don't think it's weird, though, and I think it has the potential to be wired and to streamline some things. I also do think it's a little weird that we're like, oh, yeah, we're just letting some random... Yeah. Like, who, who's like, programming oh, yeah. the AI? Let's, who's, uh, let's come up with the ethics after it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm letting AI out vote there. for me this year. Overrated holiday traditions that maybe I'm ready to get rid of. How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? That thing's still around. Computer load up, celery man, please. Yes. It's Clickbait Corner. We're clicking through the crap and I uh, found a list of some holiday traditions that people say are overrated. And I'm just going to add, you know what? Let's just get rid of these. Let's just, let's be done with it. Really? Okay. I'm going to start with the white elephant gift exchange right oh, away. Oh, yes. I, I agree. I hate it. It's frustrating. It's dumb. To me, the white elephant, the only thing that's good about it is if you're hosting a party or like doing a company Christmas thing, is it's an entertaining time filler. Mm-hmm. You only do it to fill time because everything else is so boring. And mm. it just, it causes struggles. Yeah. It causes fights. There's always people that get dumb stuff and bring it on purpose. Not not, not a good one, Don't though. I like it. How many, I did four white elephants this year. Yeah, And dude. it was painful because like, half of them, well, two, two of them, I guess that is half, uh, nobody fought for gifts, so it was just like a let's yeah. pick a number and, and grab over. a gift, and then it was over. White elephants are like, I don't care. That <laughs> I happened wanna leave. twice, and then the other two games where people did fight, people got gifts that they didn't want, or it was whatever. I implemented a new rule this year, which made it a lot easier. Yeah, if you are trying to steal a gift from somebody, you can steal a gift as many number of times as you want, as long as you take a shot. Every single time you steal a gift. Okay, that just encourages alcoholics like me to have a lot of fun. I love. I'm, oh, gonna, yeah. I'm ending up with whatever I, I mean, want. If you take four so, shots for a Lego box, then honestly, you earned it. You earned it. So yeah. on yeah. that note, we did adjust. I will say, there's one kind of white elephant. If you're hosting a Christmas party, if you do a liquor only one, I mean, there's always going to be people that bring wine yeah. and stuff. But mm. liquor only works because if you're the host of that party. Most of those bottles are going to get left or used as supply for the party. So that might be a win-win. That honestly seems like the best one because at the end of the day, if you get your least favorite liquor, you can Even if it's hot damn. Yeah, if you can mix it with something else. Sure. Uh, The next one, Secret Santa. I don't know how I feel about it. It just seems, again, like a way to get companies to participate or family. It just sounds like we're forcing a number of ways to purchase additional gifts we don't need to. For people who wouldn't usually get a gift for. Just don't try to force it. it. I love Secret Santa because you can tell people what you want and then you basically get what you ask for. So that's kind of nice. I thought that's what uh, Christmas gift lists were for. It's it's like an anonymous gift list. Uh, what about ugly Christmas sweaters? Ugh. I thought this was done 10 years ago, oh, but no, I man, somehow whatever. ended up at a party where people were still wearing them, and I'm like, man, yeah. this was... The the novelty, one, has worn off, and two, now that there are companies that purposely print ugly Christmas sweaters or joke Christmas sweaters, that's not what... It's a dead horse now. Yeah, just keep no. beating. And that's not what made him fun in the first place. What right. made him fun, fun is you would the find... rare find. Oh, yes, a yeah. rare find of a vintage, ugly, whatever sweater or something that, like, a grandma made and yeah. ended up at Goodwill. That's what it was all about. But even then, that's like that's, that's 10 can, years ago. You can probably go online and design your own. How lame oh, is that? Oh, you, you totally can. Cool, but also lame. And you it just I mean. sits in your closet and takes up space and dust until for the once rest a year, year when you're like oh this is gonna be so funny and now people blah, 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 blah. buy new sweaters every year it's, it's just so, stupid it's overconsumption so it's gonna be so funny look at this phrase it has on it uh, a, lot, a lot of holiday joy in this segment. look this reindeer has I, well, hey that's why i wait until after the holidays <laughs> to do this clickbait of uh some overrated uh i mean these are specifically christmas traditions and this one might fit in holiday whatever uh family photos i can kind of get if you have kids, you want to document their growth and their have different photos every year. But yeah. taking the family photos and having to compete with your neighbors and what? co-workers, compete. just the, the whole sending cards thing. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Uh, taking oh, the family okay. photo and sending the card. Sure. To me, one, it's a giant waste of money. 
to do it. It's expensive. Yeah. Look on Facebook now. Just post them there. It's wasteful. <laughs> yeah. Facebook, social media, something like that. Or just don't post them. I don't care. I mean, I like... Th- okay, this this might be a bad take. A I do like the goofy ones, though. The ones where they're dressed up as Star Wars characters, or it's like their dog is... I don't know, Toto, and they're doing the yellow brick road. Well, do that for back to school. <sighs> wow. Because even for Christmas, it's a, it's a little corny. Oh, wow. The wow. Grinch in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one on this <laughs> list, uh, presents having to be open on Christmas Day. Uh, that needs to be thrown out, or do we keep it? Mm. That one's kind of cool, but I feel like at least leave one present for Christmas Day, like the most special yeah. or something. Yeah. I like Christmas. You know, I've always been... Because everyone's got different schedules, and now that everything's more expensive, a lot of us have more jobs and can't always get yeah. to the Christmas date Always been a, a Christmas gift. Eve opener with my family, current and past, um, but uh, but I'll say we always, there is something nice about having something on Christmas Day. It is. And That's if, what you have to look forward to. If you still want to have the Santa thing with the kids, you're lying to them, but it's still... You know what? It's one of those good lies. Let them open a, pr- a present on Christmas about. Day. Santa always still comes to Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Day, Sorry, so. parents. On tomorrow's show, we're going to be doing a vision board. And th- this isn't just our New Year's resolutions. It's actually a piece of paper with our photos and our goals so we can envision it, so we can see it, so we can manifest it. Right, Emily? Is that how vision boards work? Of course, and we can keep it up here in the studio. It'll be a beautiful piece of artwork. I've noticed you've done it for a couple years now. I have. I have. I have one up right now from last year that I can't wait to dive into and uh, talk about, you know, what I've accomplished. Yeah, you've uh, actually manifested some of the things you put forth. And you know what? I decided earlier, just now, Actually, you know, right, right before we started talking, I'm gonna on my vision board. I, w- I want to stop vaping. I want to yeah. stop vaping no nicotine. Way. Yeah, when I quit drinking alcohol, I started vaping a lot, just as having that addictive tendency tick. And and you know now I'm like, ah, maybe I need to cut back or stop. But the both, amount of times I've heard you cough in the studio, I think that might be a good idea. Yes, because um, I've I've had lung problems for a long time too, and this exacerbates it for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Before I do that, though, what I want to know is, because I also thought about this at the same time, I don't know why, if I blow a big vape puff of smoke down my shirt and tuck my shirt into my jeans, can I make the smoke come out of my zipper? Mm. That's what I want to see. Oh, my so that's, gosh. So that's is that what, what we're doing like right I, now? So this yeah. is how the Today Show culminates is in a... And we're going to take a video of it. Don't, man, what do you... Don't you why? worry, just why? in case. Why does it have to be done here? Well, what be a little careful. Do? I'm not wearing underwear, so I don't really oh, know. Of you didn't you get me for it. Christmas this year. <laughs> Let me get that open, get this puffed out. All right, so just want to see if, before I quit vaping, if this I can experiment. do this. experiment. All right. It better be a mad vape. I don't think you have a big enough rig. We might need to talk to our guy, Evan, from <laughs> Roma. <coughs> you... <laughs> I mean, so good. No, you you Didn't kind work. of you kind of just hot boxed yourself right, in your on, shirt. Let me try again. Is this your this Guinness World Record we're going to attempt right now? He's blowing. I don't see anything. Oh, I don't know if that counts. It's not. <laughs> I think I might have seen something. It wasn't visual enough. So you know, if we're going to try Guinness Book of World Records, our most vape smoke to come out of a zipper, dude. I think this is did. Your... What you saw it right? I saw it. Right, we have it on video. We'll do it one more time. We don't need to encourage us. It's just him trying to get blasted off his vape pen right now. I know, now. I know. Just let him have it. He's, he's quitting. So he's much. quitting. He's quitting. Here he goes. Here he goes. There it is. I zoomed in this time on your crotch so you could get the full effect. <laughs> See, he's all messed up. You know, also, I have holy jeans. so he's we'll, fall asleep. Ah. We'll, we'll come back and try it. And it's not just so I can get blasted off my... That's not how it works, bro. It kind of is, though. Um, okay. You get lightheaded at the very least. I mean, you, you do. But, uh, you know, I, I had a smoky crotch. And I just feel like if I could do that in public, people would be like, oh, man, his zipper's undone. Gross, and then they'd see smoke coming out of my zipper. They'd be like, "Whoa, what's in there?" And they'd look up, and I'd be making eye contact with them. If you could puff little like uh, circles, little vape circles, yeah. little vape rings out of your vape? crotch. Uh, Sorry, I, hey, maybe I won't quit vaping. I'll work on that. No, there was no. also. Oh, I think you should quit. I was uh, in this like weird action movie. I played a small bit part as like a bad guy, and I brought my little baton. And then I was vaping the whole time, so I'd like I'd just have smoke coming out of my mouth slow. Like if you've ever seen Caddyshack, you know where he goes, 
and has the smoke coming out. Oh, I was doing that. So, Please. you know, maybe it's all, maybe it's my brand. That's what you had maybe to tell I him. Quit. That's what you told him when I let you on set. You're like, it's for my character. Like, it's my brand. <laughs> I need to vape for my character. And then they have yeah. to, like, stop rolling because I'm coughing so much and getting sick. <laughs> the quiet in the back. Come on, man. <laughs> the CJ Morgan Show, where your opinions are welcome. Kinda. Text us anytime. 512 835 1015.